Oh, man, what's the matter, Hunter? Why so sleepy? Oh, man, I just... I keep drinking this old coffee, but it's just not waking me up like it used to, you know? You know, you can't keep drinking that old coffee, you silly goose. You know what you need? You need Death Wish coffee. Death Wish coffee has so much caffeine, it can kill a horse. <laughs> that, that's enough. That could, that could absolutely wake me up. Wow, thank you. Where can I get some? Listen, Hunter, you can get some right now at carlpooling.com slash coffee. And let me just say, we love Death Wish Coffee. It's one of the products that I can genuinely say I liked before they were a sponsor. And that is a huge deal. So you know I'm not fronting when I tell you that this is some great coffee. Also, they're rebellious by nature. It's their tagline. And it's true because Death Wish has the beans to sponsor a show like Carl Pooling. Oh, that's great, but I'm pretty tired. Do you think you could just send me the URL so I could just paste it into my browser and I'll get this over I'll put it in the show notes. But again, it's, <laughs> it's carlpooling.com slash coffee. And I've got even better news for you, Hunter. This will wake you up. Using our discount code DWCAF10, that's D-W-C-A-F-F-10, our listeners can get 10% off their total order, so you really have nothing to lose. Wake up, be a rebel, go to carlpooling.com slash coffee right now, and score yourself some Death Wish coffee at a great price. Death Wish, it might kill a horse. With discounts like these you can't afford to sleep through them okay back to the show well this one's going to divide the audience i'm afraid this this intro segment it's going to be a real 50-50. The, the, there's like the Carl Pool... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choking on how uncomfortable your video feed makes me, Hunter. There's those old Carl, Carl Pooling purists. That's hard to say. Try and say that. Carl Pooling purists. Carl Pooling purists. It's actually impossible. Carl Pooling purists. Okay, you know I didn't that's ask cheating. you. And also, yeah, that's cheating. And honestly, also, I'm surprised you still didn't screw it up. Uh, <laughs> me too. Hashtag. Yeah. Me too. Hashtag. Anyhow, let's let's get back into it. There's some Carl Pooling purists out there who they they are listening to the show and then they meet Hunter and I and they take a look at us and they go, "Well, howdy ho, neighbor! You don't look anything like the the label to your podcast, your podcast logo anymore." And that's mm. because for for years now, Hunter's been growing. Not, I wouldn't call it a good beard, but a beard. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. one that like existed. If, if good is like homeless and bad <laughs> is well trimmed, I understand. Right. You know? <laughs> so by beard standards, a pretty poor beard. <laughs> However, now he has recently reshaved it, mm. and. I hope I can crystallize this for you. It looks kind of like a like a new like a frog that has just evolved from a tadpole stage. Is there a name for that? A juvenile frog? 
kind of just emerging out into the world from being a weird squiggly larva. Um, and here's the thing. Of course, he looked a lot like that back when he looked he looked just like that when he we made the art yeah yeah made the logo and and that's yeah. how we started the show but then he was just you know he was looking so much better uh jamie is there is there a, a name for that it's called a froglet yeah a frog that's what he looks like he looks like a froglet uh once again so there's going to be people that are gravitate towards the show for the pure sexual magnetism and unfortunately that did take mm. a hit this week but mm. on the other hand there's the the purists the ones who have nostalgia for a simpler time and they're going to be quite pleased with your new look hunter so yeah uh, what do you have to say for yourself i'm sorry i didn't That's, mean to do it you know what that'll do <laughs> Uh, we'll get right into it. Welcome to Carl Fooling. This is a show about all the things you're not allowed to talk about at work or at Thanksgiving dinner. We talk about politics and religion and philosophy and art and culture and science and all of the important topics that you're not allowed to discuss because uh, there's only one approved opinion. Okay? Ours. Ours. Specifically Christopher's. Yeah. Well, that's the most approved opinion, especially in <laughs> matters relating to your facial hair. No uh, doubt, but we've got a we've got an important kind of breaking breaking news topic to talk about today. So let's get the addendum directly out of the way. And remember, remember, now that Hunter has returned to his previous look, you should pick up a carpooling logo shirt right on our yeah. store at carpooling.com/store to celebrate uh, the the Hunter 1.0 coming back to the fore. It's a it's a momentous day, uh, and you should you should mark it by giving us your your money. All right, uh, let's get started then, Hunter. We've got a lot to get to. I think we should go out of order this week. Let's go out of order. Oh, no. I want the fact first. Wait, Hunter's a virgin. Are we going in reverse order? No, just out of order. Okay, okay, because when you said out of order, my brain went to reverse order, and I was like, this is not... This isn't reverse. I can't so. tell if that's obsessive compulsive disorder or just garden variety autism. Yeah, garden. Um, you can't make this up, Chris. The Anne Frank. Uh, nope, that's wait, the wrong. Wait, you're doing <laughs> the wrong segment. I'm doing now. the wrong bit. You you can't do this to me. <laughs> you you were can't so, do it. You were so ready. Well, now we've gotten yeah. a little a little audio uh, preview, a little a little yeah. segment tease if you will yeah for I'm just showing you the crushed forelimb of the roadkill <laughs> oh yes yeah like when you're in a busy a busy intersection and there's cars blocking it but you could just see this the flattened and shriveled paw of a raccoon sticking out from the muffler of a subaru and you're like aha <laughs> when that light changes color the whole roadkill shall be revealed to me but you're stuck behind that light for at least the next three minutes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Arome of the Maiar was the first to discover the elves. To discover them? Yeah. All right. A couple, couple follow-ups here. So no. we, we know from our, know our lessons goes. so far that the Maiar <laughs> yeah. are like the gods, kind of. Maybe not the god gods, but they're like the firstborn of the gods. They're a very old race. The Balrogs of Maiar, yep. um, uh, Grandpa's of Maiar, Grandpa, take the ring, Gandalf. Yeah. 
Um. So, did, did I, I say Arome was a was a Maiar? I thought you just did Arome. I did. I misspoke. He's a Val. He's a Valar. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. How does this? How does this even happen? All right. What is here's, the world? Here's, I'll let you get away with this if you want off easy. Yeah. Just no. tell me in the hierarchy. Yeah. What is better? What's bigger? What's stronger? A Valar or a Maiar? Valar. So these are like the gods to the Maiar. And they didn't create yeah. the elves? What made That's the right. elves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really weird, right? Oh, man. Okay. Well, you learn a little <laughs> more every day. Hunter's a virgin. All right, Hunter, now now that you've parted the kimono partway for us, show us the show us the thorax and the other oozing and and crushed pieces of the roadkill. You can't make this up. The Anfrey You literally got started the same way. Yeah. <laughs> you had a little script. Okay, you, I like that. No, no, Is no. This... I don't I, I, I don't I mean I could do it backwards. Inclusive more, diverse more. B2 itself renaming Germany in kindergarten at Frank and up at Maycant. <laughs> what? Did you did you decipher it or do you want it the right way? I uh, I mean, I, I know we're talking about Germany and Anne Frank. Chris, a- you can't make this up. Anne Frank kindergarten in Germany is renaming itself to be more diverse and more inclusive. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no. Gang. <laughs> It sounds what? like it sounds like I'm doing a hate crime when I read that sentence. But I'm you telling can't, you the news. You can't renegotiate on that one, guys. That's <laughs> what that one's stuck. Yes. Uh, a German kindergarten has said it will drop Anne Frank from its name in favor of a more diverse alternative. What? <laughs> we wanted a name without political background. Linda Shishore, the kindergartner's director, told a local newspaper. Miss Shishore said that the story of Anne Frank was difficult to explain. Hunter, are to you small sure children. that's not Linda Sarsour? No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, her name is spelled S C H I C H O R. I don't know. I, I whatever. Okay, um, I was about to say I don't know how she became a school administrator in Germany, but she's still up to her same games, isn't yeah, she? That yeah. Linda. Miss Skycor, Miss Saishore, said that the story of Anne Frank was difficult to explain to small children, while immigrant families had often never heard of her, or her diary about her family's attempt to remain hidden from the Nazis in occupied Amsterdam. Hmm. 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 Maybe, maybe, Hmm. maybe, Hmm. Miss Kaiser, if (laughs) if you have a history, you know, similar to the German. Also, okay, Hunter, I need to know the date on this. Immediately. Uh, does it tell me? Uh, hold on. Just what's the date of the byline? Uh, November 6, 2023. How about not picking a time when no. literal pogroms are popping off all over the world against the Jewish people to be like, you know what? It's just not inclusive enough that Anne Frank, you know, the girl that we murdered and then published her diary. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just not, yeah, maybe another time. Uh, just wait. Wait till maybe, you know, Nazi-Israeli relations aren't at the top of the headlines to make a switch like that. Because it know. seems like, it seems like a little bit of pretense for, um, I don't know, somebody feeling nostalgic over there for a different age. A gilded age of 
Mm. A lot of a lot of uh, Valkyrie, Ride of the Valkyries, playing in the public square. I just don't know that Germany needs that much what I like to call big Wagner energy right now. Yeah, it seems like a bad look. Um, huh. You know, it's 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 kind of insane. Uh, but there you have it, everybody. Um, I don't, do you, <laughs> this reminds me of the funniest joke I ever made. <clears throat> Um, in class, I went to Amsterdam when I was studying in France Okay. and the teacher asked me if I took the Anne Frank house tour <laughs> to which I replied, no, I took the Nazi tour of it. And then he went, what? And I said, I walked right by it. I'm sure like 10 or 12 times, but I never noticed it. <laughs> Which is kind of a funny joke. It's and a then good joke. he said, I don't think you should be making jokes about the Nazis in class, to which I countered with, No, I'm sorry, how unfortunate that turn of phrase. I meant that I did not see it. <laughs> did you actually have to spell it out for him like that? What? And then I just locked eyes with him. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't crack. <laughs> and I got away with it. He went all right, then <laughs> went back to teaching class. It was wow, perfect, plausible deniability. <laughs> all right, which brings us to our last segment of the day here before we get into the main segment of the day. Um, Hunter, a horse for you. Now, a horse, a horse, a horse, of course. There's plenty of funny horses that have raced in the Kentucky Derby, but there's a bunch of other professional racing horses that have very funny names, too. Some oh, of them yeah. are so obnoxious. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Jamie, you're just going to have to beep this out because I want to tell Hunter about it right now, but we can't use this for the show. Because after last week, we had the horse named Bodacious Tatas. There's another professional racing horse that's just called Big <laughs> Like, why? I why are they know. not even trying? I don't know. Okay, but that's not our horse for today. Today is uh, today. Our horse uh, got its start in the world of fan fiction. That's right. It's Fifty Shades of Hay. Okay, that's that's. I mean, Fifty Shades that- of Hay was foaled in 2010 and has won five of 20 career starts, including three graded stakes races, accumulating more than one million in career earnings. Is it a Mormon? I don't know. Wait, what does that have to do with Fifty Shades of Grey? I thought that was written by a Mormon. Is it not? I, I thought it was just Twilight fan fiction. Well, yeah. Okay, so maybe that's where I'm getting confused because Twilight was written by a Mormon. Stephanie so. Meyer's a Mormon? Yeah, dude. They Yikes. love that crap. They do? Yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever. Mm. <sighs> now they're going to hell for multiple reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't um, believe I, Twilight got so popular. Like, even among young adult fiction, which don't get me wrong, is a hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. It is, it's especially terrible. Uh, what happened first, Hunger Games or Twilight? Uh, oh, jeez, who cares? Uh, me. Obviously, I asked it, you moron. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. Why did I? Okay, yeah. so Hunger Games came out 2008. Twilight. Twilight's got to be after that, right? I, I don't. That's what I'm trying to figure out because, like, the, both of these books were written for women. Like, <laughs> uh, Twilight was definitely before that. Yeah, 
Twilight was before it because the movie, the first movie comes out 2008. Oh, that's right. Actually, now I remember I got dragged to one of those films when I was in college. Yeah. So like Twilight does the like the very, very typical thing that like girl romance novels do is where it like pits the young, you know, heroine between these two boys that she has to choose between and she can't make up her mind because it's just too hard. Well, you how know. can a girl choose between fresh and fly, Hunter? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, that Believe is the exact... Me. There is a difference. There is a difference. Um, that happened in the Hunger Games as well. Right? Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah with Peter Bread and, and... Whatever the other boy's name was. So, hmm. I only watched the first one of those movies. Yeah. It sucked. I read the books. They were worse. Negative, so. negative three stars. Yeah, but like you said, both of those books were written for women. Women. You'll mm. just read anything. Mm. <laughs> if mm. we learn one thing about women. Yeah. Well, they were written for teenage girls, to be fair. like you The know, worst not kind of woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hunter. Let's talk for a minute about OnlineTherapy.com. Now, I know that therapy has been a giant help and played a huge role in the lives of many people that are close to me and it probably has done the same or could do the same for some people listening right now yeah no doubt therapy has been a huge help in my life uh i've really benefited from it and one of my favorite things about onlinetherapy.com is that they utilize cognitive behavioral therapy cbt uh, this is the idea that your thoughts are what cause your feelings and behaviors, not external stimuli like people, situation, and events. Are you getting angry? Well, that really originates in you, and cognitive behavioral therapy helps you deal with it in a positive way. Yeah, and that's why I'm so excited about OnlineTherapy.com partnering with this is because CBT is a thing that we, we talk about on the show all the time and something that we actually believe in, that it's the main type of psychological intervention that works. So I'm super excited to be joining up with them. Let me tell you a little bit about how it works. So users that sign up for the system will get paired with a qualified therapist, somebody that has dealt with issues like they're dealing with, and that therapist is going to put together a plan for them. Now, this can involve worksheets, journaling, unlimited messaging with that therapist, and a weekly live session where the therapist and the patient can meet face-to-face, -face, whether it's through video chat or just an audio call, and discuss issues in real time. So there's a lot of different avenues by which you can access the help that you need and the therapist that's assigned to you. That might sound great to you. But does OnlineTherapy.com actually specialize in the mental difficulty that you're struggling with? Well, the answer is more than likely yes. They specialize in anger management, OCD, panic attacks, weight loss, social anxiety, adoption, intimacy, infertility. If you name it, chances are OnlineTherapy.com has a therapist that specializes in your problem and is ready to speak to you today. And not only that, they also offer couples therapy. So if you and your significant other need to talk to someone about some serious issues in your life, OnlineTherapy.com can help with that as well. That's right. So we're super pumped to be joining forces with them and truly hope that they can help out some of our listeners and help folks get back on track. Go to carlpooling.com therapy to access our special offer we have 20 percent off your first month when you sign up now at onlinetherapy.com through our link so again that's carlpooling.com slash therapy cbt is real 
it's useful, it's powerful, it's helped people that I love, and it can help you too. So if you need help, if you're looking for help, reach out to them, and that'll also help support the show. So let's get back to it. All right, anyhow, enough about women. Today we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the Nashville shooter. Yeah, what a change in tone. We got also maybe... <laughs> a woman. That, yeah. Technically, that's a legal segue. Mm. I'm not going to say it's a good one, but it's a legal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and the reason we're going to talk about the Nashville shooting, you know, this is a shooting that happened earlier, much seven earlier this ago. year. Yeah, seven months ago. And you might be asking yourself, well, that doesn't seem timely or relevant. And did you not cover it at the time? Uh, the answer to both of those questions would be you're correct. Uh, however, there has been a breaking update in the story. Uh, Steven Crowder, uh, no fan of the show and vice versa, somehow, credit where it's due, got a hold of three pages of the Shooter's Manifesto. Now, as you'll remember from numerous, numerous other mass shooting events, especially mass shootings at school, at schools and churches and and those types of things, uh, manifestos are often produced and... They are similar to the Communist Manifesto in their murderous intent. They're just usually less well written. Um, and you know, for instance, you can go Have all you read the way. It? What the, the Communist, Communist Manifesto? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it makes it okay. It yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it wild. makes sense if you never ask yourself a question. Yeah, like that's, if you just that's go, how it reads. If this is your mental process. Oh, okay. If that's your entire <laughs> mental process, then the Communist Manifesto is a perfect read. Um, Capitalism's done nothing right? That makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway. So. But it, it uses big words. Oh. It's it's better written than Twilight. That's for damn sure. <laughs> There's more plot here than any <laughs> plot. I drive like a colon. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Wait, keep what? going. I know a little bit about everything. Is what I'm trying to what convey do you, to the what audience. What does I drive like a colon? Oh my god, are we really gonna go down this? Um, fast. So do you, the col- do you mean? <laughs> yeah, fast. Edward Colon. It's the vampire family. Oh, They're I dead, thought you so meant they like. <laughs> No, nope. I thought you meant like an anatomical colon. I was no. like, "What in the world are you talking about?" C U L L E N colon. I thought you were just using colon to mean like a jackass or something. I was like, "That is slang that is not going to catch on." No, 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 um, no, no, no. Okay, quite different. Okay, understood. All right. Hmm. All right. Um, you know way too much about that to be appropriate. I read it. Show. I read it back in the day. My women. girlfriend was into women, it. What was I, I right? supposed to do? My, my future wife was into those books. I mean, grow a spine, I think. Yeah, I did. I did. For and a I while you did, but then you shaved it off. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have no idea where we are. Regardless, yeah. these shooters often write manifestos, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're usually these unhinged screeds by unhinged people explaining their logic in trying to to exude their their own incapacity for 
coping onto the world and why that therefore allows their resentment uh, to be a moral good and then they somehow explain why that should culminate in the murder of innocents. And this one's not very different. What is different about this specific case is that when we have shooters of, let's say, different political, ideological, racial, and sexual identification bents, we have manifestos in the same 24-hour period. I mean, mm-hmm. the Christchurch shooter we had later that day. Uh, the, the Uvalde shooter, we had, we had his motive later that day. There was a press conference the same day that this shooting took place where a, a police representative was speaking to the media and he said, well, yes, we have some documents. They do hint at, um, at some possible motives and we'll release more as we finish our investigation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that never happened. That never happened. And now it seems like we know why. Um, like I said, Steven Crowder got a hold of three of the pages to this manifesto, and we can just say, uh, hey, guess what? I think it wouldn't have taken me more than, I don't know, 10 minutes to figure out what the motive was here, uh, yeah. if that. And that's just because the handwriting on this thing is pretty abysmal. Apparently, taking that much tea directly into your bottom lip causes your hand to jitter like a son of a gun because it's almost illegible. But, Hunter, anything else you want to add to the setup of this story before we dive into the contents? And then what the really relevant part of this is the cover-up and narrative that surrounds it. Yeah, I think just the just to rem- get, help people who are maybe like struggling to remember this specific uh, mass shooting. Um, this was the one in Nashville, right? Um, and had the main thing that we became aware from this mass shooting was there was just the mass shooting before it in Uvalde, where the cops basically stood in the hallway while um, the mass shooter was in the room with children, you know, with hostages. And the thing that kind of stood in contrast to this is this was in Nashville and we had body cam footage that day, which showed like in less than 10 minutes, you know, off duty cops in Nashville running through a building, clearing it and finding the shooter and, and eliminating her. Um, you know, it was quite a heroic action and it stood in direct contrast to what we saw uh, happening in Uvalde, Texas. Yeah. Um, if that kind of helps jog your memory of, what happened and this is also a horrific mass shooting where six people died including three young young children under the age of 10 as well as three um adults in different various roles yeah Yeah, staff at the hospital or Uh, school excuse me so so to be clear here as well this happened at a private christian school yes so and we what we also knew is that this individual who we won't name attended it attended this school and then returned there to commit this this violent crime after she had graduated right Mm -hmm. and the last bit of biographical data that's relevant here is that this woman was under the false apprehension that she was a transgender man which is to say uh, she was a crazy person who thought that she could find coherence with her identity by chopping parts of her body off so, that is the score uh, as we went into the shooting. So, 
a bunch of the people in the media, conservatives and uh, centrists alike, took a look at it and says, huh, when a, when a trans person goes to shoot up a private Christian school trying to kill little Christian kids, I think we can all see where this one's going. And so many people very quickly speculated as to what the intentions were for this shooter. And guess what? Everyone was right. Everybody was right. Everybody on the right was correct. Um, this is clearly a person who resents affluence, white privilege, white people in general, and uh, it also looks like people who have good relationships with their parents. So all of that was bundled up here. But the, but the bottom line is this person intended to shoot those that she thought were more fortunate than her. And that's, that's basically how this shakes out. Uh, so, Hunter, unless you've got anything else, I think, we should, I think we should read part of this manifesto. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's – I don't – you know, I think – I mean, the, what we have at the moment is three pages, which make things pretty clear. It doesn't answer all of our questions because, once again, it's three pages. And also, it's three pages from someone who's clearly mentally deranged. Yeah, and So, like, absolutely. trying trying to, like, go, like, do you have the whole picture at this point? No, you don't. You know, um, and even if you had the whole manifesto sitting in front of you, like to do the court board analysis that would be necessary to understand what happened to this person, you just probably don't have all the information. Which you well, can't say this there's person. probably not actually an answer to that. I mean, clearly this That's is exactly just a completely was, yeah. mentally ill person. Exactly. Um, exactly. There's a reason that it matters, though, and let me be clear: it's yeah. not to understand the inner workings of this shooter, because. There are no inner workings. There's only inner dysfunction, and that'll become clear very quickly. And second, uh, it's it's irrelevant anyway. Luckily, this piece of trash is dead, and so who cares about understanding them in any way? What is important is to juxtapose it to the other types of material produced by shooters, etc., that comes out immediately in the aftermath of one of these shootings and to realize why this wasn't made available. That's the relevant part of this story mm-hmm. to me. Um, because there are elements in this writing that are anathema to the powers that be, let's say. So yeah. that's the real story here. Uh, who cares about a dead, a dead POS? I don't. I care about uh, a a industry that's supposed to be reporting the news and keeping us informed that is, once again, very clearly only uh, in support of agenda carrying. Yeah. It's very strange, too, because – so, like, it's not it's not necessarily the mainstream media that's been holding this up. Like, there's been a lot of people wanting to look at this manifesto. We were told, like, near the beginning of it, we were going to be able to look at the manifesto. But there's been several actions taken by courts uh, that have kept it from not being released. Like, one of the most, like, interesting ones is the federal government did not classify this as terrorism. 
and that kind of made it fall under this different category where there's this catch-22. I don't know all the laws and everything that gets associated with this, but that gave this information some protection. If it was terrorism, then they would have to release this. Right. There, and there's because you have to very- release information about terrorist attacks if there's a population that could be protected by knowing about those terrorist attacks, right? Right, right. So it's it's been the Nashville federal government itself that's really been the person that's in the way of this coming out in several legal cases. And to some extent, and like even the families of the Nashville shooting were like, don't release it. We don't, we don't want that to tarnish the kids' memories. It's very weird. It's very strange. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's multifaceted, but it's also true that had this been for any other reason, we would have had this yesterday or right. seven right. months ago. But anyway. And, and let me just say, uh, uh, before we get into it, cause we're going to get into it before we do, um, I can appreciate why a victim's family wouldn't want this out in the mainstream, why they should be leery of people being enthralled by the words of their children's or uh, friends or family members killer. That yeah. being said, there I understand that impulse. I don't think it's correct. Yeah. I don't think it's the right thing to do. Um, and I have nothing but but um, care and and respect for those families who are dealing with something like this and dealing with it forthrightly uh, as best they know how. That being said, this story does extend past the immediately involved at this point, and I think it's relevant to all of us now to have this information. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I'll also just say good on Steven Crowder. I don't know how he got his hands on this. It's a big get. Uh, no matter how you slice it, this was something that we weren't supposed to see. And now we're seeing it. So Journalism. Uh, wow. Jur- journalism. Uh, so whatever. And when I say we weren't supposed to see, I mean we were supposed to see, but there was very specific powers in place that didn't want us to see it. So uh, so let's dig into some some pieces of this insofar as we can ana- analyze the media response and the well what is basically just a cover-up job at this point yeah so the top of the first page that we have is dated 3 and it says dark abyss death day at the top with some really edgelord drawings um they're not very good like i said injecting testosterone into your own eyelid probably gives you the jitters today is the day the day has finally come I can't believe it's here. I don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially uh, in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. All right. Let's just let's just stop there for just a second. That kind of yeah. cartoon villain stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, is, is all a very unserious person. Is not a serious person. However, they committed a serious action. And mm-hmm. so there's an internal conflict that's happening here. And the, the way to explain that away is this person is clearly mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, or immature, you know, like this is this sounds like something a toddler might write. Yeah, 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 like a really angry 11-year-old, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Let's let's read one little additional piece before we analyze that, because I think this is relevant, too. 
My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent something scratched out of that sort. Then in brackets, God let my wrath take over my anxiety. Yeah. It might be 10 minutes. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die. Ha ha. And then um, the name of a piece of human debris. So, yes. Who writes something like this? Yeah. A very immature, very mentally unwell person. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that this individual was being treated for mental illness at the time that they committed this attack. So let that be a a given. Now, of course, that mental illness wasn't their only mental illness because they were also suffering from transgenderism and gender dysphoria, which is a mental illness as well. But let's just analyze this piece because there's a couple of important things to look at here. Um, This infatuation in our society about self-diagnosed anxiety Mm. is a symptom of a broader problem which is we allow antisocial behavior provided there is a cause for it that is in the realm of let's say individual oppression so instead of how things should be it's like you know what i'm an anxious person and i should combat that if Mm -hmm. i start feeling anxious i should make sure that i try harder to be a moral person i try Mm -hmm. harder to be a good person i try harder to maintain my relationships i try harder to think about other people when everything is telling me that i need to only focus on myself and take care of myself because everything's out to get me instead of that our society nowadays has renegotiated that contract it's like oh you're you have anxiety well you can do whatever you want then and anybody that doesn't accept that they're just toxic uh yeah. wrong i i honestly when i read those sentences where she makes that bizarre prayer for god to take over her, her anxiety it it, to me, the language is so cliche yeah, that I don't necessarily, like, ascribe to her, like, the fact that sh- this is this is a real emotion that she's handling. I almost read that and go, she's trying to impress somebody when she writes like this. Just, well, and not like everybody, but like many of the people who are very prepared to tell you about their... Exactly. self-diagnosed psychological exactly. difficulties yeah. they're not yeah. they're not it's not genuine it might be genuine in the same way that like i get a little bit of anxiety when i go to perform on stage right yeah. like with my group and i'm going to sing into a microphone and have you know i've had that nightmare happen before where you have a terrible voice crack on stage you're in a whole room <laughs> and you like have the to first re- line yeah and you have to think about it every time you go up on stage you're like oh, i hope that doesn't happen because that's super like i have mm-hmm. is that anxiety in the sure. moment, I'm anxious, right? Yeah. Like, I've got the butterflies. But yeah. it's localized, right? It, so at the most, it's that. And then people go, well, I actually have a debilitating condition that is unfalsifiable, which means that when I want to, I can act however I want to, however selfishly I want to act. If I don't right. want to go somewhere, the other p- folks want to go want to go. If I don't want to do something other folks want to do, I can just go, ah, I'm anxious. And not only... Is that a perfectly legitimate excuse in this new Zoomer social contract we have? 
but also yeah. it actually makes me more moral because now yeah, 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 I yeah. am I'm a a more oppressed. I'm right. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I, the fact that I even got out of bed this morning is some kind of um, God stopping miracle. So, yeah. So, yes. It's hard for me to say like that is like a motivation for her necessarily, and that this may just be an actual crazy person who's using like popular language in the culture to like that's, fill that's, their manifesto up. That's what I want to key in on here, Hunter. Oh, perfect, good, yeah. Because because this is what's very clear about this section to me. Mm-hmm. You are repeating things that you have heard. Nostrums. These aren't genuine thoughts and feelings. Perfect. Um, yep. The these are you are reading a script a script that by the way many people read to less disastrous ends right <laughs> yes exactly yes but, but you're reading a script and using it to justify your actions mm, mm-hmm. yes 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 fair enough fair enough or at least argue with the conscious part of you in the moment that's having to deal with your insanity like yeah well yeah, even just whatever just, it is even Same just thing. justifies them to yourself because yeah you you having like like if you look at this semi rationally, you're about to go commit an act of great evil, and you're like, and you're oh, I, I hope lag. my anxiety doesn't doesn't ruin this act of great evil that I'm going to do. And it's like, right. um, no, <laughs> that's not reasonable. And also, you're fishing. Like you're just you're just fishing. Yeah, yeah. And same people will take whatever cultural lies are available to them to help rationalize themselves yeah well so will sociopaths right like like this is yeah you don't have to be you don't have to be you know spreading peanut butter on your own genitalia in the bathtub insane to glom on to a cultural zeitgeist and use that to your own benefit yeah i think that's so important too because it doesn't necessarily prove that the zeitgeist is what's filling or or is like perpetuating the insanity or the insane act. Right. It's just that insane people will just take nostrums at, at large and use it, them to justify themselves. Uh, yeah, and there's and on both sides, right? Like on both mm. sides people people can do this. What mm-hmm. is clear here though, what is clear is that this person has the trappings and speaks the language of a traditional victim. Yes, no doubt. And this is where we start to see the incompatibility of leftist gender and oppression ideology mm-hmm. with with the idea that those who are more oppressed are automatically more moral, which yeah. is is certainly well, you see it playing out right now in the Middle East, right? The Palestinians have less. So even though they attack first, rape first, murder first, well, they're the only ones that will rape in all likelihood. Mm -hmm. But but even though they were the first to strike, pure act of terrorism, we have to say, well, what did you think colonialism looked like? Mm -hmm. When when Mm -hmm. people forget that (laughs) Israel was a colony of the British in the 1950s. Like, Mm -hmm. ask your grandmother. She'll remember. (laughs) Okay, when they were colonized, but now all of a sudden, uh, what, twenty less than 20 years later in 1973 in the Yom Kippur War, all of a sudden now the Jews are the colonizers? Because that's weird because they just got the state back from Great Britain. So, mm. Lord, I don't know. But because because 
in Palestine, we have to spend all available money on extra rockets to launch at Israeli babies and not on food, water, infrastructure for our people. They have less and because they have less and they're slightly more brown, especially if you're uh, a America centric untraveled moron uh you'll think that and then you say well they're slightly more brown they have slightly less money and therefore uh they're oppressed by comparison yeah. and therefore they're in the moral right to rape it's actually a moral imperative that they must rape by the way what did you think decolonization was supposed to look like right so right. this same formulaic argument is coming out where we say well if you're oppressed i mean whatever you have to do because of your oppression you're more moral we should shut up and listen well here's somebody who wears the clothes who has the window dressings of oppression who speaks the language of oppression mm-hmm. and yet and yet this is where we start to see the reason that this was not disclosed forthright, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting point that you're making here because it's it, it's not necessarily that it's this idea that is fueling this person, right? It, it, it's rather that people, let's take the Middle East as part one to this, you know, people that begin to tell themselves lies in the culture and because they're easy to believe, they're they make them feel morally justified and better than other people around them. They give them this mission. They allow them to, to create an enemy and they allow them to do all this and not being like careful with the truth and looking for what it is. Not only does that cause problems for your mission, which is I'm going to call it communist and that's being really sloppy with it. But what I'm trying to say there is that same idea at the bottom of communism, postmodernism is that everything is a power game. Right, and that they can get power for their, they can take over the oppressed to get more goodies for the for the people who are struggling in life. Not only does that create all the consequences that bad ideology generates, right, and that that comes in a bunch of different forms. However, even what will happen worse than that is that insane people who don't understand what your ideology is and can't think rationally will glob on to what it is you've created in society and use it to justify their insane actions. Oh, so your yeah. lie not only has the consequence of what the lie has in it in of itself, it also has the consequence of becoming the lie does more than what it, it intends to do. It becomes a lie that perpetuates itself even between those irrational actors throughout society. That's that, that's very that's a hundred percent correct, Hunter. It it always argues too much. And here's yeah. the problem. When you base your identity and your your cultural role on a lie, mm-hmm. then you have to defend everything that the lie covers right, or exactly. change your mind. And yeah, so that's, no, that's right. Uh, so when you ask yourself, why are we seven months down the line here with this manifesto not being published? It's because, well, there are people that are good, uh, quote unquote, good people who don't want school shootings who have to defend this because they allow yeah. a lie to propagate. Let me give you this example. So, uh, it used to be in this country that we treated mental illness. And so when somebody would walk in to the hospital, uh, let, me, let me tell a funny story, a semi-funny story um, from somebody in my orbit. And hopefully by distancing enough, I won't 
make any HIPAA violation or anything like that. Can but, I say one thing before you go there? Because I want to, I want to not leave the, 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 I don't want to get to the humorous just one bit. I just want to say how important what I think you said and outlined there that people follow us along. I learned something by having that conversation with you because I find so many people just going like, well, look, it's the, it's the diversity here that is causing all the problems and it's treating kids like they don't like they, all their anxieties, their whole thing. And it's like, not really, you know, not really. We're dealing with an insane person here. And I think what you helped me see through all of that is that that lie has more consequences then you would then you can necessarily like cleanly tie to it. Yeah. And so I just I just want to say that before you do the humorous bit because I want to hear the joke, but I I just want to I hope people have joined us we're, in that journey because yeah we're really going important. we're going back there. I'm, I'm gonna, well this yeah. is kind of a funny story, but we're gonna try and we're gonna try and solidify that point I think because and here's mm-hmm. the thing, Hunter, it's any lie. Yeah. It's yeah, any exactly. lie, and it, that's it's the Jews control the weather, right? It's the same it's thing. Any lie. That's that's. It's not a left versus right. It's not a sides issue. It's mm. a truth versus lies issue. And when you start telling convenient lies, the amount of of treacherous behavior that yeah. will take shelter in those lies, fester in those lies, grow in those lies, it's not controllable anymore. That, you can't perfect. block it's no the, rational. You can't block the door. That's that's one hundred percent right. Okay, so let me tell this story. So yeah, sorry. No, no, you're good. So I know somebody who used to work in a mental institute uh, back when we had those, and it was me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Hunter. What was your job? You were a patient janitor. I, I was a janitor. <laughs> um, so anyway, tells a story. Just you know, a, a throwaway story about a guy who thought he was Jesus Christ, okay? And so this guy was convinced he was Jesus Christ. It's the funniest freaking thing. <laughs> but built a cross, right? Right, this is perfect. Thank you, yeah. Laid down on the cross, and with their right arm, nailed their left hand to the cross, and then realized <laughs> they couldn't nail their other hand to the other end of the cross because their other hand was already nailed to the cross, right? Insane. Total- Insanity. Total Looney Tunes, right? So they show up at the mental hospital. What would be the nice thing to do? What do you think those people did? Did they go, you know what? You really are Jesus Christ. Let me get that other hand for you. No, yeah. Yeah, this is right. Right? No, they didn't engage in the lie. Yep. They said, no, you're not Jesus Christ. You need lithium and a Tesla amount of it, probably. (laughs) Because if you let that lie bloom, if you let that lie flourish, well, immediately you're going to have to do more damage to that that individual because you're going to have to put a a nail through his other hand. Mm -hmm. So there's an immediate cost to engaging with the lie. Hey, by the way, that might sound a whole lot like, I don't know, chopping the healthy breasts off of a young girl. 100% what I was about to say. Yeah. 100% what I was about to say. But also, and this is what this this manifesto really tells me. This is what I think I'm I'm taking from it. Or at least, let let me say that more carefully. This knowledge is, this knowledge is presenting itself in this manifesto. 
you can't control how much damage that does down the line. When yes. you have when you have released your hold on the truth, mm-hmm. you're powerless to stop what comes next. Okay, so mm-hmm. so no, you would tell that person you're not Jesus. Let's get some lithium. Let's get you off the cross and let's get you in a healthy spot. Or maybe there's no getting you back to a healthy spot. We have to stick the ice pick in your nose, scramble your egg, and then at least you'll think you're starring in Shutter Island. This might be the best way to explain it to people. Your lie is so dangerous that we're putting you in a straitjacket. Yeah. You right. Know, like, it's so physical at that point. And it's like, and like, this is and to not, you know, toot our own horn. And we didn't write this book and we were we didn't necessarily do all the interviews, go to the free press for that. But this was what we were talking about when we were discussing the best minds. Um you know, which is that whole book that basically says, you know, one of the reasons that we started to lose uh, people was because we no longer just decided to call mental illness mental illness because of postmodernism. And, we, right. and he like saw that firsthand with his best friend. And it's like, well, here it is again. Here it is again. We're not we're saying that, you know, there are no wrong views on the world or anything because all views are power games. So if you believe you're, you know, if you want to believe you're a victim or you want to believe your anxiety or whatever it is that's coming into the foreground of this nonsense well we have to respect that and give that space and it's like wow wow the damage of a lie it's right. more than just the logical consequences that you could see coming from that lie it's the ones that you cannot even begin to imagine what that could come from it as well wow right. interesting well, well Very interesting and, and here's the thing too uh, so we're going to read the second page the other page was a <laughs> schedule which yeah. honestly um very wow. autistic uh but but i'm going to read the second page but you're exactly right, Hunter. But I do want to be clear about I do want to be clear about this. Lies, lies lead to things like this. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that this lie is responsible for this shooting because if it wasn't this, it very well might have been a different lie. Mm-hmm. But the important thing to take away is that lies provide a shelter for these behaviors that are antagonists to the truth and reality grow and flourish Mm -hmm. all right let's let's read the second page because i think i think now that you have that framework with you um dear listener i think that this second page will make more sense Mm -hmm. kill those kids underline twice three exclamation points those crackers Going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their something blanked out, daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F*** you, you little shits. I wish to shoot your weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair. Wanna kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privilege. F*** you faggots. Um, a lot of that is going to sound like a beep. <laughs> Um. First of all, she can't even use that f word. You can't use that word. That's our word. (laughs) (laughs) I like that was the thing when I was reading this. I was just like, I was like, what in the world? Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know everyone on the online uses every word in the book, but but like, I thought that word was like a big, big no no word for that side of the fence. You know, like, I guess, I guess I'm wrong. I guess maybe they can use it or maybe, I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe there's some weird version where it's like super derogatory to call someone who's straight that in that community or, and I know she's not 
particularly in that community. Exactly. But you get what I'm trying to say. The LGBTQ group all kind of moves together to some extent. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up about that. So, well, yeah, but no, it's like, it's like, dude, friendly fire. <laughs> That's like, yeah. Yeah. What's going on anyway? But of so, course we're dealing with someone who's insane yeah, and they're going to do things that are irrational. But what's she going off on? So, so we've got right. crackers, mm-hmm. we've got private schools, we've got mop yellow oh, hair. Yeah. Obviously, she is attacking white people, very clearly. And also, Upper class. she has linked that to affluence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the real subtle thing that happens here is that... Instead of making a sum of A, R, B argument, it runs both ways. Because there's obvious resentment here for crackers in general, Mm -hmm. yellow hair in general, Mm -hmm. and we've linked those racial epithets to daddy's Mustang, convertibles, khakis, private schools, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is an argument about white privilege. Mm -hmm. This is the argument about white privilege Mm -hmm. that you only get to where you end up because you started ahead of the pack. You had daddy's Mustang. You had a nice private school to get a better education. Once again, this individual is repeating the argument that she has heard. Yeah. And not, it's not anything that she derived, but hear me out. And this is, I think this is super important. When you allow the definition of racism to become a lie, when you change the definition of racism to prejudice against the immutable characteristics of people from a different ethnic background to the, the prejudice plus power argument, Mm -hmm. you allow racism to flourish. Yeah. And I don't care if this person is in command of every single one of their faculties mm-hmm. with a Ivy League degree or if they can't add you know simple single digit numbers together. This is racism. Mm-hmm. This is racism. And it is racism learned from our cultural institutions that have told us for years that it's okay to be racist to white people because it's not actually racism because they're privileged. This is learned behavior. And there are people who listen to the lies and the truths that society tells who are not rational, Mm -hmm. who are not going to be able to rightly divide. Yeah. What is what is of substance and what is not. And so when you allow society to go around repeating a lie over and over and over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. evil will grow in the corners of the lie. And that's exactly what you see happening here. I've I've been in classrooms to some extent where like postmodern word games were taking place where where, where the text was that we were studying at the time was like they were like, oh, there's this really like tempting scene next to this hunting scene 
I think that means, you know, that there's some tension here that's making me feel like the character is possibly gay. And it's like, uh, you know, it's a very postmodern technique, which is mm-hmm. like to kind of like take something that attacks, try to make something appear there that isn't there or is it in no way like referenced in the text or in the author and the author's culture or something that the author was trying to say and pull it out. And this is exactly what we see happening too when you begin to study like what's going on in postmodern classes and stuff is people are like, man, these word games are fun. They're interesting. They're powerful. And once you start to get to play, you can see how like language can just be changed and move around. And the thing that I think is so interesting about the point you just raised, Christopher, is if you grab one of these professors and like kind of pull them to the side and go, it's like, yo, like what what are you actually arguing here for? Are you Are you saying that it's okay for like a black person to just bless out a white person or not serve them because they don't have power in society. Is that really what you're saying? And they go, no, I, I'm, I'm doing a political game, right? right. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing a fight with they're honest with you, yeah, they say it's deconstructionalism all the way down. Right, and that is something that this person and many people like that. Well, we shouldn't say many. We should say some number of people cannot play in that game. They cannot right. see that difference. And so, like, while you think you're doing some good for society by perpetuating a noble lie, who said that? Socrates, 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 right? Then you're actually doing damage to pe- with people in a certain sense that you can't necessarily, that are uncontrollable, like, by definition, right? Right. And so. Well, and it's not, I also say it's not a noble lie in my estimation. Right. Because the reason you would engage in anything with a that. deconstructionist lens is so that you can reforge it in your own image. Right. And that's that's what these professors are really doing. So yep. they're saying, no, I'm enjoying the power trip mm, at mm, the expense mm. of telling the truth. And that's really what the students would say, too, is the power trip is the fun part of it. So Yeah, well, it's, I mean, we'll see how much power trip they have when they don't get hired anywhere, <laughs> Harvard, Harvard, Hamas. But regardless, that's what's happening. But mm. that's, that's what I really think is so, is so obviously apparent from this from this manifesto is that this that there is a a lie that is being bought and sold Mm. that lie is is dangerous because it allows it allows evil to grow yeah and any lie that we tell and we forward um you tell it enough times and it becomes indistinguishable from the truth to certain mm. people, and that's certainly mm. what has happened in this case. And I, I, I'm not saying that pre-existing mental illness didn't have a lot to do with that. Um, I'll also More say this. Did. I'll also say this. This is a transgender woman. Most transgender women make a decision to become transgender because of social contagion. So, I say that to say this. A society that lies enough will make its own mentally ill. It will fabricate them. And we do not know that that is not what happened here. Mm. We don't know that. I'm not claiming that. I'm not blaming the... I'm not putting the blood on anybody else's hands but the killer. Yeah. But as a warning to a society that's addicted to lies... It's great. Yep. We we don't know that our lies aren't the factory. 
We don't know that. In yeah. in Gaza right now, there are children in the south because there's no power in the north watching television shows about the the glory of martyrdom and the necessity of murdering Jews. That is pathological diseased thinking. Do you think all of these children were born with a mental deficiency? Or do you think it's possible that society can manufacture mental deficiency? Well, if you looked at universities, you would and you would call some of these lies, you know, the there were many professors that wanted the lies that they were spreading to their children to produce in them as well, like to reproduce right, in right. them. So like it, it, it is by intention that at least lies are being spread. And then there, and then I think what we've done a good job of showing this is the consequences to a lie is not just the ones you can extrapolate from it. They're the ones that you cannot extrapolate from it, even if you were given enough time, right? You you so never you never part. it will always cost you more than you think. Yeah, lying will always cost you more than you think, because there's yeah. a there's a price on the ten, and that's only the first installment. So I think that brings us to I think that brings us to why this took so long wasn't released had to be leaked into the public's hands. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of already given you the answer. Yeah. The media whose job it is to release this material is propped up by a lie that this dispels. Two lies, really. One lie is that racism equals prejudice plus power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me let me be very procedural about how this dispels it. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, this shooter wasn't a senator. Okay, they probably couldn't have enacted widespread social change. But when they walk into a private elementary school with... A Caltech, guess who's the tyrant? They are. Mm-hmm. Power is not a zero-sum game, and power is not a smooth curve extending infinitely left to right across time. This is why you have to be against all forms of prejudice, all forms of prejudice, because you never know when the power shifts. Any type of prejudice against immutable characteristics is evil because it rationalizes treating the other as a tyrant might. And that's exactly mm. what happened in this case. Mm. So for all of the anchors who have gone on the television and talked about white fragility and white privilege and the weakness of being white and that when black people are talking you're supposed to shut up and listen and that there's this unbreachable gulf between the the ignorant affluence of whiteness with the tangible struggle of being a minority you you have silenced competition to your ideas with that lie and this story says hey you know what evil can flourish the other way 
evil can flourish when the prejudice runs in reverse and there's no power because here we're dealing with one anxiety laden mentally ill tranny right that was able to commit a gra- an act of great evil and here's the second lie so the second lie is that is that oppression does not make moral mm-hmm. that's yep. the second lie and boy yep. they use that one all the time as a black mm-hmm. man in america I mean, how many times do you can you can watch that? You can hear a constant stream of that on MSNBC. Yeah. It doesn't give you any additional moral uh, wherewithal or intellectual capacity to claim oppression. Because here we had a completely oppressed, mentally ill individual. And I would say they're one of the least moral people that used to walk in freely in this country before they got smoked by a low-powered variable optic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's um, the society definitely wasn't oppressing them. They had all their rights available to them to go and get firearms just like any other American citizen, right? And it's, uh, you know, they, they definitely no power was being taken away from them as far as that's considered. But, you know, if we want to look at it from this lie of what oppression is and what it looks like, right? And want to redefine how that is, which is what our society is doing, then yes, this is an oppressed person. This is someone who's struggling. And instead of trying to help that person and give them and give them the truth that they need, we'll just continue to give them the lies and that will continue to lead them to unhappiness and, and pain, you know? Um, I'm really happy we had this conversation tonight. And if it's just for me, that's great. Um, and the main reason is because I've been really dissatisfied with the commentary I've heard on this coming from the right. Because I think there's been a lot of this game to play that's like, um, well, we'll see, uh, you know, this this person was just talking about white privilege and, and see what happens when you get when you let that run amok. You get people who use, you know, th- these kids are oppressed and they're and they have all these participation trophies, you know, and that's what that's what's causing the problem. It's like, no, it's not right no, it's not. That's not a good enough explanation. You, you know, kids that get ribbons for being on the swim team, yet you de- never make first place, are not the reason why we had this shooter. Right, right. And that, and that, that's the thing that I think you needed. To, to me, I'm, I'm very happy about it because our, our conversation has actually, I think, gotten to the root of the problem, which is it's not these convenient social punching bags or these, you know, like right wing, like. Oh, you don't like Bud Light. Let me tell you about how bad Bud Light is type commentary. You know, it's really actually this idea that when societies right and left allow lies to perpetuate, there are people within society who will grab onto those ideas and do things with them that are unimaginable. And Mm -hmm. that to me is worse. It's far worse um, than than this idea that society has participation trophies. It's bad to have participation trophies because it makes kids think that, you know – any amount of effort is worth the full reward, right? And so we shouldn't have those either. And we should have a society that wants to treat kids strong. But it's it's quite a jump to just go, you know, this person was suffering from anxiety. You know, this overdiagnosed society is what's causing is it's these kids that are like like every kid is at risk who says they suffer from anxiety yeah. from committing a shooting like this. No, they're not. You know, that's right. that's ridiculous. And well, you sound and, ridiculous when you say it. And that's the problem, Hunter, is that it's it's not it's not incorrect that the left's lies can cause 
issues like this to happen. Mm-hmm. It is incorrect to say that it's the left's lies in particular that cause things like this to happen. That's perfect. That's it's, exactly it's right. Lies as such cause these things to happen. And and let's just be, you know, because you could ask the question or make the argument, what does it mean for society to tell the truth? Well, that's an incredibly intractable problem to answer. It doesn't mean it's not worth striving for, right? But in every domain where we quit telling the truth and speaking the truth boldly, it'll be another domain where we experience failure, like this failure that happened in Nashville. So let me just put it to you this way. If we were still telling the truth about transgenderism and still telling the truth that mentally ill people needed care and needed to be protected from and and insulated from society Mm. that facing your fears made you more powerful this wouldn't have happened that's right this one wouldn't have happened Mm. this person was already being treated for at least uh, one ulterior mental illness Mm. they should have been treated and committed for wanting to destroy parts of their body they should have been protected from themselves, and others should have been protected from them. Mm. So you can you can argue this one back and forth all you want, but here's the bottom line. With what was already known about this individual, this one wouldn't have happened if we told the truth. And it's really clear to draw that line. Yeah. So I don't know what that means in every case, but here's one domain where we could stop failing if we were willing to tell the truth, which means we have to give up we have to give up the the endorphin addiction of petty combat around power games that allow us to be right in every in every conversation in every domain for the yes. most inane reasons we have to give you have to give that up mm-hmm. um so you have to be will- be willing to be nuanced and be willing to say that what I would like to be right here doesn't necessarily have to be right because I'm after what is right. 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 Absolutely. And and here's the long and short of it. Right now, if you asked me mm, a year and a half ago, I would have said that the conservatives have a complete stranglehold on that moral upper hand. <laughs> less and less. Less and less. Less and less right now. Less um, and less. So, take that as a warning. Take it as a warning in your own life not to fall into warm security blanket, ideologically inconsistent traps Mm. and conspiracies, and instead focus most pressingly on telling the truth. I I want to say what I know is true and not what I would find convenient if it were. That's critical. And if we did that as a society, this wouldn't have happened. And and then I think one of the final points that needs to be addressed, yet again, the media has proven to us that they are not on our side. They are not on our side. They have allegiance to this agenda. They have allegiance no. to this lie. They have allegiance to perpetuating the idea that to twofold that real evil is privilege real evil is inequity and that whatever you have to do to defend that idea is fair game this is a dereliction of duty on their part and they didn't release this manifesto because it's anathema to that idea and so they think that they're doing good and the the 
Tennessee government thinks that they're doing good. And even the FBI got involved and said, uh, we're hands off. They're doing an investigation. Mm. BS. So stop telling lies. Clean up your room. Take a shower. <laughs> there's another, there's a fourth one to that that I can't say. Pet a cat. Pet a cat. Pet a cat. Pet a cat. All right. You know, I think the jur- I think the the motto of a journalist should be, "How do I know that my government is lying to me today?" I feel like that should be <laughs> what they think every like like, and, and I mean it like that because like you know they should be getting into the weeds of like, I know I, I'm gonna find out you're lying or I'm gonna find out why you're not like like that and it needs to be coming with I would I would love I would I would lose partisan news in a day i i would listen to i would watch msnbc tomorrow if i knew that they hated the government's guts and <laughs> no matter who is there like I, I i like that would make me feel so much better about journalism you i know, would I go just to the hunter carl school of journalism in a heartbeat if the, <laughs> if the slogan was how did the government lie to me today <laughs> yes 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 that's great but like when you see when you see every every instance and we're just so stupid because we just want to believe everything they say and then this is the problem then these then there's this group over here that's like yeah they are lying to me and i'm like no you get away like you know like, <laughs> yeah you know they lied about kennedy and the moon right the moon doesn't it's, it's, even exist <laughs> anyway anyway but but yeah like where did that go anyway that was a good show i really enjoyed it i i i hope people see the seriousness that this causes um our hearts go out to those families just like we we said absolutely. in the previous absolutely. previous episode um you know and this is a terrible act of evil and we're we are so thankful that we have men who have trained who have practiced and defended uh life in our country to the extent that these men did to put an end to this as quickly as possible they're a model for heroes in the future absolutely um, and scum like this that's allowed to exist in villainy and evil like this is unthinkable unquestionable and deserves the wrath of hell um and so that maybe um maybe we should do everything in our power possible to not create that again well said well said and we'll leave it there Follow us on all the socials at Carl Pulling. Go to carlpulling.com. You can see the links and references to everything that we do. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, the you know the thing. Anywhere, leave us a five-star review. If you don't, I know where you live. And, uh, you know, like a, like us on, a, on Amazon Podcast now because apparently that's the thing. Send us an email wow. or send us a question at carlpulling at gmail.com. Uh, we will get back to you in a short matter of time. And finally... If you're trying to write a manifesto, first of all, don't. But say that you are, and you just find that you, your handwriting, let me crystallize it for you. It's as if Michael J. Fox later in life was also a doctor. Completely illegible. You might have accidentally taken a testosterone enema. Time to get yourself tested.